Happy Sunday, March 7th, 2021. Uh, this is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to the Be the One You Need podcast, which is the podcast that will be the companion to my fifth book, which will come out in January 2022. I wanted to get an early start, though, because this subject of self-care is so critical right now to us as not just women, but as human beings. And this next book I'm excited about because it will be a book that men can read. Um, certainly my uh, third book, political book, uh, E Pluribus One, Reclaiming Our Founders' Vision for a United America, was a book for all Americans and all citizens of the world. But I think that we underestimate the need for self-care. And uh, as I've gotten older, I've really realized how much I have not honored myself, taking care of myself, looked out for self. And I think particularly as women, I think men do this better. I've said this before. I think that men do a better job of knowing what they need, uh, being unafraid to say it, to ask for it, to take it, uh, to go play ball, to take that time to uh, work out, to do whatever they need to feel better. Women uh, carry a lot of guilt about that, particularly when we're married and have children or caretaking of parents or whatever it is that we do balancing uh, every day we try to balance as women and I think we're really struggling in this age of COVID-19 and although we are now almost a year into it and we've lost over 525,000 Americans and millions around the globe I think that we probably have at least another nine months to a year of this before we're uh, quote-unquote, back to normal, as President Biden has said. So today I want to talk to you about something that's just been really near and dear to my heart. And I've just been hearing a lot about this from my friends and sorority sisters and colleagues, professionally and otherwise, beyond just people feeling overwhelmed and having trouble sleeping and all of the things that I think happen when we're dealing with um, some level of minor depression, maybe moderate or severe depression, uh, when we're dealing with being isolated when we're dealing with being shut in for prolonged periods of time and we're not back to normal and it's having an impact on people. But one of the big things people struggle with and me most of all is what do you do with your family when your family is a major stressor in your life, when your family is toxic, when your family is dysfunctional, when your family is a drain on your very soul. And it is complicated uh, because uh, families are families. Whether we like it or not, we don't get to choose who we're related to. We don't get to choose our parents, our siblings, our extended family. We get to choose none of that. And so it's very important that we uh, find ways to take care of self when we're trying to take care of those that we love. I wanted to just spend a little time on that this morning and give you my thoughts. Uh, and I'm going to repeat some of the things I've said at the outset in the trailer. And I hope that you've listened to the first two uh, episodes we had. They did very well. Thank you for that. Dr. Sabrina Jackson is always a pleasure to have on. And you should check out our first podcast that we did last week to launch Women's History Month. And uh, also listen to my first episode titled, It's Hard to Be a Human. And that is uh, my uh, love letter, my uh, salute, my heartfelt heartbrokenness over the death of my uh, professor's son, uh, 
Professor Jamie Raskin is now a congressman from Maryland. You watched him on television during the second impeachment. He was the lead house manager. And his son Tommy took his life uh, just before the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. And um, I cannot believe the strength that Professor Raskin found to soldier on. But his son, when he left the note, when he told his family that his disease had won that day, and he had been dealing with depression and all kinds of uh, emotional challenges for years. Good kid, wonderful kid, good human being, but just, he succumbed. And one of the things he said in his letter was, it's hard to be a human. And he couldn't be more right. And so I want to talk to somebody today. I just had a relative uh, reach out and tell me that her young daughter tried to kill herself. I mean, we're not talking about a teenager. I'm talking about a, a junior high school child. And this is happening more and more throughout our country uh, with people just feeling lost and desolated. So I want to talk to families today. I want to talk to families today briefly about looking out for each other and being there for your loved ones. You know, in families, I think it's easy to take one another for granted and to just take. And I want to encourage you today to stop that. I want to encourage you today to actually get to know the people you're related to, not as you've defined them, not as you think you know them, but really get to know them and have a conversation with them about who they are, what they want, what they love, what are their favorite foods, where do they want to travel. What do they want to do before they leave this earth? Just get to know your family members. And I want to encourage family members to spend time with your older parents, your older grandparents. If you're blessed still to have them, I have a 91-year-old grandmother. She lives in California, so I cannot see her as I'd like. If I lived closer, I would try to take her for a drive every Sunday and just talk with her. Because at 91 years of age, she knows a lot, a lot, a lot. And I plan to, I've talked to her. She's agreed to do a Zoom where I can record her. Just make sure I get all the family lineage down. I get down her memories of things like World War II and 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 uh, all the different things she's been through in her life uh, as an African-American woman of mixed race who uh, comes from the Deep South and into Oklahoma and then to California. I'm married to my grandfather for 50, I think two years before he passed away, 20 years ago now. And uh, just an amazing matriarch. But take some time to spend time with your family. And if your parents are getting older, uh, and man, I really want to talk to you because I hear this complaint all the time from my sister friends and my friends and myself. Uh, Men take for granted that if they have sisters, uh, their sisters will take care of their parents as they age. They'll do the work and they feel somehow entitled to that. And I want to tell you that's crap and you need to stop it. They're your parents too and not your sister Uh, not your nieces. None of those people have the responsibility to look out for your mom or your dad. You do. And you need to create the time and you need to do more than just send a text or make a phone call every once in a while. That's not being engaged and that's not looking out for your parents and that's not connecting. You need to do the work and you need to share in the responsibilities and hats off to the good men. And I know many who go and check on their parents, they take them groceries, they drive, they they go and uh, like my friend Dave Bird, you know, he'll go up, uh, he lives here in the Washington Metro, his mom's still in Jersey, she won't move with them as they'd like or with uh, his sister down in Texas, but 
you know, mom's in her early 80s, still doing well, but he has to go up. He helped her get a car. He spends time. He makes sure that if things need to be done around the house, he's there. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Quality time, spending time, going the extra mile. You know, it ain't all about you. Your family is your family, for better or worse. Now, you don't have to like everybody in your family. Um, And I think it's probably fair to say that most of us have people in our family that if we were choosing, um, we wouldn't be related to them. We wouldn't be friends with them if, if, if they were in our family. We wouldn't know them. They wouldn't be our cup of tea. And I think that's probably common in every family. But again, as I'm aging, I understand that family can be the greatest blessing and the worst curse that you ever have in your life. And so again, I want to encourage you that as we are navigating this new normal, that's not normal at all, I want to encourage you that you take the time to spend quality time with your family. And uh, I think that one of the other things that's really important is as we endeavor to take care of those we love, uh, there are sometimes old resentments, there are frustrations, there are wounds. And I want to encourage you to talk about them. I want to encourage you to, if you can't talk it out together and sit and and maybe take walks and have courageous conversations and respect and listen, I want to encourage you to get a family therapist. Uh, We've done that, and I think it's been enormously uh, eye-opening. It's been enormously helpful because there's nothing like a third party that's neutral, that has no skin in the game, who can say things you can't, who can see things that maybe others don't want to see, and that person can really help you work it out. And again, it gets back to how much do you value yourself and how much do you value your family? I mean, it gets down to this. Do you want to live a life of uh, bitterness, resentment, grudges, anger, uh, feeling um, like you absolutely detest these people who are your family and you don't want anything to do with them and you're just going to cut them off and or, or, or do you want to live a different life which says, I want to try to understand where this person has been coming from. I want them to understand when I've been coming from. I want to be able to say, hey, those things you did really hurt and, and I don't want you to do them again. And I'm willing to give you a chance to uh, change. I'm willing to give you a chance to, to work on you and be a better you so that we can be a better us. And And you have to have the courage to love deep enough. You see, love is a verb. It is not this word that people like to throw around and then they don't do anything. Love is action. Love is movement. Love is motion. Love is caring. Love is sharing. Love is getting involved when you don't want to be involved. Love is carrying the burdens of others when you got too many burdens of your own. Love is going that extra mile when your parents are older. It's it's going that extra mile to make sure that you're talking to grandma or grandpa if you still have them or your great aunts or your aunts and uncles. Your family is your family. And if there are wounds and if there are hurts, I want to encourage you if you can and if it is safe. Not every situation is safe. Not every situation can be reconciled. If you have been in an abusive family, if you have been sexually assaulted, sexually abused by a relative in your family, you absolutely have no obligation, none, to do anything for them, to talk to them, to see them, to know them. Once you become an adult and you're free, you get some help, you get some healing, you take care of you because if you don't take care of you and heal you, you'll bring a lot of that garbage to your own family someday and to your own relationships. Trust me, I know. 
and it's not where you want to be. And I just really want to talk to you this morning about self-care as it relates to dealing with your family because the family is the beginning of all of us. The family is where we all start. The family is our genesis. And whether you grew up in an amazing family of love and fellowship and and devotion to God and, and people who spoke to each other right and loved each other right and laughed together and took care of each other, or if you grew up in hell where you were orphaned and you were passed around or you had parents who were dysfunctional or angry or drug addicts or alcoholics or sexual abusers, whatever it was, whatever your beginning, your family is where it starts. And we really spend the rest of our lives, folks, don't miss this. We spend the rest of our entire adult lives trying to overcome our childhoods. So it is so important that you do the work of self-care on you, that you listen to your voice, that you find out what you need. And that I want to say something that I hope liberates you. You don't owe anybody your life. You don't owe anybody anything. You do because you want to do. You do because you love. You do because you care. But the moment that it becomes a chore, the moment that people start telling you what you owe them, the moment that you're being burdened and you can't breathe and you get chest pains and you're starting to feel stressed out because you're trying to take care of everybody and meet their needs, but nobody's meeting your needs and nobody's helping you, you've got a problem. And that's when your body, that's when your soul is talking to you and saying, you got to do something different and you need to pay attention. I've been dealing with some stress and some 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 chest palpitations and some stuff that I just know's not right and I, I saw the doctor and we're going to do a series of tests to make sure my heart's all right. Uh, but I've been down this road before. It's been about 20 years, maybe not that long. Maybe it's been about 15. But it's when you hit that wall that you are doing too much and you're not listening to your soul. You're not listening to your energy you're not feeling you and what you need and where you want to go and who you want to be and I can't say this enough this is why people are depressed this is why people are suicidal this is why people have given up this is why people have just given in and they've just resigned themselves that I'm here I'll live and then I'll die that's not living And that's not where you want to be and that's not who you want to be. So I want to say a couple things and then we'll wrap this. Your family is the beginning, but they don't write your life story. You do. If you don't like the way your story began, rewrite it. Change it. Do something different. Break the family curse. Don't be like everybody else. Just make a choice. But not working it through, not talking it out, not walking it out. You may get nowhere, but if you find the courage to tell your mom or your dad or whoever it is that you have ought with, this didn't work for me. This hurt me. This isn't what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. At least give people a chance to change and to hear you. And if they don't, you've done your part. Forgiveness is a journey and we'll do many podcasts on forgiveness but forgiveness is a journey forgiveness is not something that you wake up and just do one day it is a process it is a process of understanding what happened what hurt you what you need to to do to heal from it whether or not you want to engage with the person that hurt you further whether or not the relationship matters enough whether or not you're prepared to do the hard work because relationship is hard work it takes effort it takes patience it takes a lot of covering it takes a lot of long-suffering relationships are 
hard, but they're also joyful and wonderful and good. And so at the end of the day, I want to just say this to you, that you owe you first. Fill your cup first. Meet your needs first. Get your rest first. Get your respite first. And if you do that, then you will have a reserve. Your cup will run over. You will be able to pour something onto somebody else because you'll have plenty to give. Too many of us are operating on empty and we're still trying to drive the car at 100 miles per hour and you know what's going to happen. And our families are often the most toxic, draining places in our lives. We feel like they're entitled to treat us the way they did at seven when we're 30. We feel like we can't speak up. We feel like we can't push back. We feel like we can't say, I don't like that. That's not true. Get rid of that. You teach people how to treat you. And you have got to retrain your family, your friends, whoever you're close to, to treat you in ways that honor you, in ways that you want to be treated. You know, a a mentor told me this once, don't treat people the way you think they should be treated. Treat people the way they want to be treated. And that requires you to ask. And that requires you to say, what do you need and how can I help? Be genuinely concerned. Families, listen up. You're going to get one life and you're going to get one set of kids and one set of parents and one set of siblings and then they'll be gone and you can spend your life uh being caught up in all that wasn't right and all that was wrong and like i said if people aren't willing to change and if people are the same toxic people they always were you don't have to be a part of that you don't owe anybody anything you damn sure don't owe anybody your peace and when their toxicity starts to affect your health when helping them is hurting you it's time for you to be done and I mean this and you've got to be willing to create your own family and that doesn't always mean biology it means good people who love you who support you who cheer you on who are there for you who enjoy you who you enjoy who lift you who who clap when you win people who you can talk to people who you can be your authentic self with Families are difficult, but I wanted to really just say today uh, in this Women's History Month, as we'll celebrate Women's History Month all month, that ladies in particular, self-care never means that you have to self-sacrifice you uh, to fit into some box, to be accepted into some dysfunctional mess, to be tolerated instead of celebrated. You don't have to do that. Uh, You are a whole human being. You have a whole soul. You have needs. You have desires. You have wants. You have uh, possibilities. And you want to be where those are nurtured. And so families should be a place. Let me say this to somebody who doesn't know, who's who's been taught your whole life that family's just this place from hell where people speak to you crazy, talk to you crazy, borrow your money, don't pay it back, uh, take from you, take from you, take from you. But when you ask for something, they suck their teeth, they get a bad attitude, they hem, they haul, uh, they, they just, they feel entitled. That's not right. No, absolutely no. You don't owe anybody that. That's not a family. A family cares about you. A family checks on you. 
a family helps you, a family supports you, and it is reciprocal. It is reciprocal, reciprocal, reciprocal. It is reciprocity at its best. A healthy family engages in love. Yes, there will be conflict because there's human beings. It engages in lots of forgiveness. It engages in prayer. It engages in uplifting. It engages in listening. It engages in healing. It's a, it's a 24-7 cycle. It's a taking care of. It is the place we start and it is the place we finish. We begin and we end with the family. When we die, it is our families that bury us and make sure that we have a burial and make sure that we have a memorial service. If we're blessed, a lot of people don't have a family. A lot of times because they fell out. A lot of times because they wouldn't talk. A lot of times because there was so much toxic mess, they just walked away and said, I'd rather die alone than be with these people. How sad is that? Find the courage to love your family for real not play get to know your family grow with your family and that's what it's all about so I'm going to do more on the family because I get so many comments and so much feedback and so much on social media and otherwise I get so much from people about what is going on in their family and how much they really truly are hurting and broken and don't like their families very much and that is so sad I've been there I often have thoughts about what if I had done a b or c um but you can't go back you can't do things over it so you have to go forward and I just want you to understand though, there is hope on the other side. If you find the courage to talk, if you find the courage to apologize for real, if you find the courage to change, if you find the courage to uh, believe that there's good in people and that people can be better and do better and love better and love wiser. If you can believe that, you're going to be all right. But it takes two. It's reciprocal. I'm going to end where I begin. Your family is not entitled to anything from you no one is entitled to your peace no one's entitled to your joy no one's entitled to any of that and if that is what you are paying if that is the price that's being asked of you it's a price that's too high because you have to know your value and you have to teach people to treat you with value so that's it for this sunday march 7 2021 i'm going to uh, talk with you guys again next week on self-care Sunday it's every Sunday uh, we come here we'll have a new podcast and thank you again just for being a part of the be the one you need community make sure ladies that you're picking up your pre-ordering your woman code and paperback it hits stores on March 16th a lot of exciting stuff get on the social media follow us at woman code paperback and uh, on Facebook Twitter, Instagram, uh, we have a website, we have Woman Code Wine for the Woman's Soul. So make sure that you're keeping up with all of that and pre-ordering your books. You have a blessed day. And remember, it's Self-Care Sunday. It's the day you get to do what you want, say what you want, feel how you want, sleep in bed, eat good brunch, have your wine, have your tea, take a walk, take a stroll, feed you. You take care of you, okay? God bless you and God keep you until we meet again. Bye-bye now.